As a clutter confidant, I've always been fascinated by the story behind our stuff. I created this space to honor the things we choose to keep and those we're ready to release. My name is Twee, and this is the story behind it. This is episode two of season two, and I'm talking to Rushi, a super supportive friend. So supportive, in fact, that this is the second time we do the exact same interview. The first was unusable because of multiple interruptions and my poor editing skills. But a year later, Rushi still said yes without hesitation. And I will always appreciate his friendship and candor. So here he is, along with his big marriage confession. Hello, everybody. Good morning from where we are. This is Twee. I'm a clutter confidant of Ever So Neat, and this is the story behind it. It's a show where we honor the things we choose to keep and those we're ready to release. And today I have Rushi, one of my longtime friends. I was trying to think about how long we've been friends and I couldn't remember. So I'll let you introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Rushi Raja. I've been friends with Twee since it's got to be at least 20 years, if not longer. Uh, back when we both lived in Montreal. Now you're living in America and I'm uh, out here living in uh, Toronto. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We were just talking about how fast time flies and definitely it does. It does when we own our things too. I think sometimes we just hang on to things for so much longer than we expect to, intend to, or even want to sometimes. So I'll let you start with whatever you want. What do you want to keep? What do you want to release? Uh. Well, I'll start off by saying I'm, I feel as if I'm one of those people that's pretty good and I have very little qualms of throwing stuff out. Uh, but, you know, your questions kind of got me thinking as there are some stuff uh, I probably should get rid of, but I haven't. Uh, I'll, I'll talk about the first one, which is I'm wearing right now, which is my Blue Roots sweatshirt, <laughs> which is uh, every once in a while my me and my, my wife and the kids will all get together and say, what do we not use? What do we throw out? And I usually have no qualms about getting rid of anything, but my wife is adamant and she hates this sweatshirt. It's got like oil stains and all this kind of stuff. And that's okay if it's a shirt you wear when you're like painting or doing stuff around the house, but not me. I wear it out. Like I'll wear it to go grocery shopping and stuff. And I wouldn't have cared less. I would have thrown it out, but my wife told me I have to throw it out. And the second she did that, I'm like, well, I'm not throwing it out now. I'm just going to keep it because that's just who I am. I actually talked to her this morning and I said, I'm convinced that your podcast, the whole reason behind it is at the end, you're going to say, pick the item that you really should throw out and actually throw it out. And then I said, I think you and my wife actually made this whole thing up as an excuse for me to throw this up. And I'm convinced at the end of it. And my wife started laughing and she didn't deny it. So if at the end of this podcast, you tell me I have to put the sweatshirt out, I know she put, it, she put you up to it. I shall neither confirm nor deny, but it sounds like you know what you should do. Yeah, I think I do. <laughs> is there even a story behind the sweatshirt? Like, is it your favorite no, one? <laughs> it is not even remotely close to anything I'm emotionally attached to. It's only because my wife wants me to get rid of it so badly that I'm just holding on to it just because I think it's really fun to bug her. Because this is what marriage is after 10 years, Tweet. You just bug each other sometimes for fun. <laughs> I have to laugh. I'm on 10 years also. And my bangs right now that are in my eyes, it's the similar story because my <laughs> husband hates bangs. <laughs> and I know that. And the first time he, the first time I got bangs in our relationship, I think, was because 
he said, I hate bangs. Don't get bangs. And I was getting a haircut before two days before a wedding that I was going to be a bridesmaid in. And yeah, that day I decided to get bangs and it was a similar yeah, thing. This yeah, time. Yeah. So, listen, maybe I will have an epiphany and get rid of the sweatshirt and I'll yeah. burn it live on the podcast at the end. But uh, for now, I'm still convinced my wife put you up to this. So we'll see if I change my mind by the end. How long have you had it? A long time. I'll say this much. It doesn't really fit me as well as it did when I first had it. My pre, my I call it my pre-baby weight versus today. Uh, but it's got to be seven, eight years, at least uh, for, for a while. So it's definitely not new. It's definitely got enough paint. It's got paint stains on it. I don't know what else on it. Like, you know, this is the kind of shirt you wear when you're doing work around the house. But uh, I don't out. know, for some reason, I'd like to keep it. For some reason. We know the reason yeah. now. <laughs> So seven, eight years, that's not as long as your relationship, though. No, no, it's a bit longer. So I think I got it while we were, I mean, she might have, hey, for all, I can make up a lie and say that <laughs> yeah. she bought it for me as a gift, but no, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> so what is, not this, what does the sweatshirt mean to you? Because now I, I kind of, we kind of know, but what does the act of holding on to it mean to you within your relationship? For this in particular? Yes. It's really just comedic purposes at this point. Like sometimes yeah. we're going out to like a, a friend's house for dinner and she's all dressed up and I'll come out of the shower and I'll put this on knowing full well I'm not going <laughs> to wear it. But I just do it just to get her reaction. And sometimes she'll call me on it. She'll be like, okay, yeah, you look nice. She knows I'm not going to wear it to like someone's house. But I like to just pretend sometimes and just, it's really just for the jokes. <laughs> now it's just there. Now she's, I feel like she's going to be a little bit sad if you do get rid of it because you'll lose that. Are you telling <laughs> me I should keep it? Because I'm going to tell her no. you told me that. <laughs> Part of my job is not to tell anybody what they should or should not keep. It's really their decision, right? I can't That's force probably. somebody. Yeah. And if I, if I tell you to throw it out, then you're forever going to hold me accountable for that decision. Yes, yes. I need blame. That's the <laughs> yeah. point of my life. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I'm also the scapegoat. And so, especially yeah. between husband and wife and between parents and children, they'll be like... Reinforcing my thought that my wife put you up to this. <laughs> <laughs> I shall neither confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything now that you are ready to release? Um, yes and no. Maybe I'll tackle the one about what I'm not ready to release is we, we have, as you know, two little children and, you know, it's a full first world problem. We have more clothes for these kids you could ever count. Yeah. Uh, I'm lucky enough where my wife's sister had four kids and I have two sisters with five kids combined. So we've had so many hand-me-downs and we have bins and bins and my wife is a teacher so she, you would love her you love her Harley organized I do love her <laughs> we have bins, she has label makers with her cricket and things are divided by season by age yeah. by everything and you know we have given away and donated a bunch of it but we like to keep it all only because we have so many of our friends who are still having kids or still you know having kids and it's kind of fun. Like we like to hold on to it only because it's kind of fun to give it to someone, you know, and then you get to see their babies wearing clothes that your baby wore. And like, I think about it, my sister, her son is 17. My, my nephew, she had given a bunch of bins to one of her friends who gave it to another friend who then didn't have anyone else to give it back to. So offered it back to my sister who gave it to me and I gave it to my friend, Tom and you know, Tom yeah. and Tom had a, had a boy 
And now we'll take pictures. We'll be with Tom's son. And I'll be like, I recognize that. And I'll send it to my sister. I'm like, that's my nephew's clothes from 17 years ago. Like, it's amazingly the longevity of stuff. And today we still have a bunch of bins of clothes. And I don't think any more of my friends are having babies. We're all past that point. But I still don't want to get rid of it because you never know. There could be someone who's having a kid. And it's really helpful uh, just, you know, to have a big bin of onesies and, and pajamas. So I don't know if anyone else we know is going to have a kid, but I feel like I don't want to donate that all in case that occurs. And then, you know, help, maybe to help someone get a good kickstart when they have a kid with a lot of toys, a lot of clothes. It is really helpful. But you said the one thing that's like the magic words for anybody who needs to justify keeping something is like, what if, or you never know. And mm-hmm. that's like the future planning, but it's not always... I don't know. It's not always the case, right? And it, it depends on whether or not you have space. So you said you're ready to let go. What makes you ready to let go of it now? Well, we have a unfinished basement, uh, which has been a big advantage and disadvantage. It's an advantage because it's lots of space. The disadvantage is it's just racks and racks yeah. of bins of art supplies and toys and clothes and tools that I'll never use. And now that the kids are getting a bit bigger, we're thinking about finishing the basement. <clears throat> the first thing you get scared of is, oh, God, where am I going to put all this stuff? Yeah. And, you know, I think uh, we probably have delayed actually getting the basement finished to give the kids a new play area because of all that stuff. And we know at some point we'll need to just say to ourselves, anything in that basement that we haven't used or touched in the past two years and I'm sure it's 95% of it we haven't touched because I couldn't even tell you what's in some of those some of those bins. You know, we have to just suck it up and get rid of it. And if someone we know has a kid and you think to yourself, oh, man, I wish I could have kept this stuff. Well, that's on them. Like we have kids, <laughs> kids bikes, please. Like, like, you know how many bikes parents go through and kids keep growing. And I'm like, yeah. oh, what if this person could do? What if this person could do? You know what? Maybe we just make a deal and we say we give it to those kids, those friends and say, your kid's probably way too young for a bike, but if you want it, keep it and you keep it in your basement and store it because I'm not storing anything anymore. And if doesn't you guys can't store it, I'm getting rid of it. So yeah. that might be the way we do it. Yeah, because you don't want your living space to be a storage area, especially if your children can use it now. And it's daunting. If you're thinking, I have to clean out all of this stuff in order to renovate the basement, that's going to be a big project before the big project even starts. Yeah. And we're not good at, I'll say, I'm not good at, I know there are people we know who are like, oh, they just sold their old kid's bike on Facebook Marketplace or Kijiji. I I haven't done that much. And you think to yourself, I'm sure we could probably figure out how to price these things and sell it and do something with that money. But I just... It's a daunting task because I feel like so many of those items are worth like <clears throat> three bucks. Like there's nothing really big. Like we did sell like a stroller, yeah, a kid stroller, like that kind of stuff. Bassinets, like the big stuff, cribs. You can you can easily find people who either need it and you give it to them for free, or you can post it and sell. But it's all these mystery bins of toys and clothes. I'm like, what do I do with it? I don't even want to sell it. I'd rather just give it to someone who can use it. Yeah, but- sell it. You can sell it as a bin, like. I have kids clothes or even give it away as a bin so that it's not one item because it takes so much time. Facebook market, especially, but even reselling anything, usually by the time I work with somebody, it's because they need the space more than the money. Yeah. I need to find someone who has a boy and a girl who are new. So they're four years younger than my kids and just give them the whole like 
parent in a box kit. Like here's all the toys, all the books, <laughs> and all the everything we have. But uh, yeah, at some point. And also, I would say, if the if they are in a place where they have the space and they want it and they need it, then it's amazing to have that like influx of things. And sometimes it can be also really overwhelming. And I know for myself, I like save things. I just save things, and it'd be easier to give to somebody, like you said, because you know it's going somewhere. But that was also me yeah. offloading the decision onto somebody else. Like yeah. now, okay, I don't have to make the decision. Now it's up to exactly. you if you want to throw it out or not. And I'm sure you said you have no problems letting things go, but it's probably a little bit harder for you to do these things because it's somebody else's things to a certain extent, right? They gave yeah. it to you, and so you want to appreciate it. You don't want to just give it away. But yeah, if it makes you feel like, any better... And we tried to do that, like, you know, any of the kids stuff that was like, just not good or dirty, like that all kind of stuff goes. And, but you know how it is with kids. Like, it's sad how much stuff we had that was like in great condition and my kid just grew so fast that I'm like, I'd rather see someone I know who can use it. Uh, and it's kind of a memory for us too, right? Like yeah. I, we, love, we love seeing, you know, people we know when their kids are wearing stuff and like, oh my God, that was my daughter's jacket. Look how cute it is. And even when my kids wore stuff, my wife's sisters and my sister were like, oh, my God, my son used to wear this. My daughter used to wear this. Like, it's just, you know, kind of keeps the dream of having a little baby alive. When you see another another baby wearing your clothes, <laughs> you think you have another baby in the house. So it's kind of fun. But yeah, it's at some point, we'll have the guts to do it. So what's your plan? To, to, for that or for just for yeah. all the stuff in the house? <laughs> for, well, let's start with that. Usually it's one category at a time makes it, like, manageable. And then it's muscle memory. Once you do that for just the clothes, then you can do it again for appliances, again for arts and crafts stuff. Although I know how hard arts and crafts can be. Art, <laughs> arts and crafts. Teacher and kids, those are going to be. But even the toys, like we looked at doing that for the toys because my kids are four and five now. So they do have a bunch of toys that are just, you know, a little bit more baby. But, you know, now that COVID's over, it's more often that we have friends come over now and some of them have younger yeah. kids. So it's good to keep those things around. And I find even though some of those toys are like too young for my daughter, when other people bring babies over, like she'll use them and play with the kids. Yeah. So it's kind of nice like to keep them around. Again, recognizing we should probably get rid of at least half of them, if not more. But yeah. it is nice when people come over and then we always tell them it's like a loot bag. Take the toy home. We don't <laughs> need it. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, yeah, being able to give it to them if they really like it. Yeah, but most parents are like us, like, no, we don't want more stuff. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, no one wants to take it home. Exactly. Well, you can give yourself, you know, one bin of clothes or give yourself a limiting factor. Yeah. With our clothes, with our clothes, like my wife and I, like, I think mm -hmm. we're pretty good at getting rid of stuff. I think, uh, I think like most people, we always have those clothes that probably hasn't, haven't fit us in a while. And you say to yourself, what do I do with these? Like, do we keep them? Do we try to get back into shape into our pre-fighting weight and our wedding weights? Like I, we were watching a show. Uh, I don't even know what it was called. It was some show about like weddings. Yes, this is my life. We watch like wedding shows. And uh, these women were talking about these secondhand uh, like dress stores mm -hmm. and how like people can reuse wedding dresses. And it's so good. In the Indian culture, I don't know if that exists. And I have all these Indian outfits for my wedding. My wife does too. Stuff that you're never going to wear again. Like there's mm -hmm. no event in my life I would ever wear this stuff again. 
but we keep it all. And it's like in this closet, like there's so, so many of those things. And we, my wife and I always joke, we're like, what are we doing this? Like, why are we keeping this? What are we going to do with it ever in our life? But yeah. it's real sentimental value. It's what we got married in, not that we're going to use it, but I don't know if we could ever give that away. So that's just going to end up being stuff that lives in our closet forever. Uh, hoping one day there's a mystery reason for us to wear it again, but uh no. Otherwise, for regular clothes, I find that my wife and I are pretty good. We do it every every spring. We kind of just get the bins out and start seeing what we can donate and get rid of. Yeah, the more you do it, the easier it gets, I think. And if you do it regularly, like that's every season, even once a year is more than you would do normally, then it's a good start. And yeah, me too. Every I, spring, yeah, we kind of just get it done. <laughs> <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just do it, yeah. Yeah, I also just turned 41. So I have pre body clothes. And now I'm just like have no interest in fitting into them anymore. So those are going away. Yeah, but I don't think I need been... to wear my clubbing clothes when I go to Costco. No, I know. <laughs> no one needs to see that. No one needs to see that anymore. But you're at 10 years next year, right? So yes. You could, do a, you could do a little party. I think I might do that this year. We're 10 years this year. If I can zip up my wedding dress, no, I'm, I'll put it I'm, on and get dressed. Um, no, I, I yeah, was right. So, I was wrong. I'm eight years this year. So 10 years <laughs> and two years. So my wife watches this podcast. She's going to be like, my husband doesn't know when we're getting married. I'm so proud I know the 10 years because I'm not the good one with dates. It's always. <laughs> and sometimes I say it very boldly and then it's completely the wrong date and year. So. Yeah, I get and it. it. I, I'm, again, for the clothing part, I'm, I, I like to think we're good, but you'll have to ask my wife one day how she feels about herself. Uh, I also live in a world where, oh, she's going to get mad at me for even talking about this, is that when we got married, Twee, we had a we had a walk-in closet, and yeah. we had a good line down the middle of her stuff and my stuff. And I don't know how this happened, but all of a sudden, the majority of my clothes are actually in the guest room. Yeah. <laughs> And our closet is her stuff and then some of the kids' stuff. And every once in a while, I'll notice like an encroachment of one of my shelves has moved a little bit. So maybe she needs to spend some time with you and uh, force herself to get rid of some of her clothes. I, I never accept a job on somebody else's behalf. So if she's ready, then... I'll pay. I'll pay. No. <laughs> maybe this is why your stuff is in the guest room. Yes, yes probably one. Probably one. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see. So how do you feel about the sweatshirt now that we've discussed the whole thing? Well, I think I have to throw it out now only because I've done a podcast. <laughs> I've told the world that I have no actual emotional. If I lied to you and I said, oh, this was a special shirt my mom got me that I can, yeah. you know, fake my way to keeping it. But fundamentally, there's no reason for me to keep this except for the joke. So I will happily after this podcast tell my wife that you informed me that I have to get rid of the sweatshirt. <laughs> okay. So that way, if I'm angry about it, I don't have to get angry at her. I can just say it's all Twee's fault. Exactly. Yes, that's what I'm there for. <laughs> no, but she'll be very happy if I tell her after this podcast I, I'm getting rid of this shirt. You're right. You're ready. Yeah, uh, I think I'm ready. What a what a twist. What? Yeah. What? A, listen, this is a good <laughs> outcome from this, this interview. She's very happy. I'm sure she's at the door listening like this. <laughs> she might be the one person listening live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's probably. What is he saying? So. No, but you're right. Like, it, you, I think the one thing you got me thinking of, even when we talked before, is the stuff I'm keeping, is there a real attachment to it or is it just for the sake of it? And I think 
there are stuff that I'm keeping for the sake of it. Even the kids stuff, like I, more and more I look at it as, I think we need to just either say if we have someone that can use it, we give it to them. Otherwise, we got to just start donating the whole thing. Uh, I'll say I don't know how it is in uh, in your your country, but the one thing I find it uh, hard about donating here is you're always giving to these organizations that I think actually end up just selling, like yeah. in stores, and like we wash everything before we put it in those bins. And I, I'd much rather find a company where I can say, you know we give it to new immigrants coming into the country, people who are refugees mm-hmm. or people who are like, you know, who just need it. And I'd, I'd rather have a situation where I can say I'm giving, you know, these 150 outfits and it's going to 20 families who are going to use it immediately. There's no selling. There's no in between. I, I, I think that would be a great system. I know the business model of that will be tough, but like, I wish there was a way to figure out how I could get this to in the hands of people that can actually use it rather than going to a, a company that's just going to sell them. And then I'm sure they do donate a portion of that money, but it's probably fractions of a dollar compared to just giving the unit to someone in their hands. Yeah, I no, I agree. And I think that's a stopping factor for a lot of people too, knowing exactly what they're donating to, where it's going, what the cause is. And there's been so many things said about different organizations, so it's hard to know, even yeah. if you have good intentions, right? I have a company in Toronto and next time I'll be more prepared and have like a list of all the the people that I have worked with Mm -hmm. Uh, but I'll send it to you afterwards and they're amazing too they they sell things but it's exactly what you said it goes you choose the you choose the organization you know exactly where it's going okay Um, they act as the middleman in terms of getting it done but you don't have to worry about where your money is actually going yeah, that'd be great. Like I think about it, like we even have like my son's old crib. And mm-hmm. that's a weird situation because my sister actually bought that crib, used it for both her kids, and then gave it to us, used it for both kids. So I don't want to sell it and get money from it because it's not my crib. And my sister's like, she doesn't care. She doesn't want it. I'd much rather just say, you know what? Why don't I give it to someone who needs it yeah. and tell them when you're done with it, the only rule is you got to give it to someone else. Like, let's just keep that chain alive. So just trying to figure out who I can give that to. And, you know, it's uh, one of those things you try to think about. Like, where, where does the money go when you actually give it to one of those companies who sells it? How much actually goes to a good cause and how much do people keep? So just rather give stuff rather than money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then again, it's the time factor. So I'm going to go back to the question I asked you, which I, I noticed you didn't answer. Yes. Which is, what's your plan for the clothes? Uh, I think uh, I we need to do another role. We're in spring now, so we're almost at due for our spring cleaning. But maybe we need to look at stuff from a different lens. Before, we used to just keep stuff we, or get rid of stuff we just didn't like anymore. Now it's going to be more about what do we actually not use? Like, wh- mm-hmm. what's, the, what's the opportunity here? Uh I know for the kids' clothes, it's definitely going to be a lot because my son yeah. keeps growing. Uh, but mainly for my wife and I, I think there's a different lens we can look at it. Like, no no one needs this many T-shirts. And all of mine are Vancouver Canucks T-shirts. That's kind of how I live. <laughs> uh, that'll be a whole other podcast about the amount of sports stuff I have. I have hockey That's jerseys. stuff you really want. To I have keep. hockey jerseys from when I was a kid. I probably should have said that one. And those I'll never get rid of just because I... Yeah men in their hockey hockey gear like you gotta just keep that i want my son to have that when he's older uh 
but yeah, I think we're going to look at it differently. And I'm, I'm going to see, I won't promise you this, but I'm going to try is we'll try to take a picture of the stuff we end up saying we're going to donating and see how much we have. But I, I suspect it'll be quite a bit. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. I don't do a lot of before pictures before after pictures only because I don't know. It's, it's a whole thing for me, but it's helpful sometimes to see where you started and what you ended up with. And it's really nice to know that this is what like, I'm releasing and this is all the space I'm going to get back. Well, we cleaned the backyard in the, the shed yesterday, my wife and I getting ready for the spring. So I have the fire pit ready. So I'll put this shirt in the fire pit. I won't actually set it on fire because that's bad for the environment, but I'll, it'll be very symbolic and I'll, I'll set it here one day and just, uh, just get ready for this time. But yeah, my wife's going to be happy when this thing's gone. Or you know what? What if she ends up being really sad tweet? What if she's I, like, that's what I said? Maybe she secretly loves this joke between you guys. Yeah, so what if? Yeah. So maybe I should just keep this forever. Oh, no. Well, what I mean, a twist at the end of the podcast. You run it by her. I'm sure you can gauge as her husband of eight years. No, I, I'm sure she's feelings. out there ready. She's gonna be. Op- I'm gonna open the door. She'll be standing with a plastic bag, just ready for me to put it in. Here it is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm. I'm excited to see. It looks like you have more. And the reason I keep asking, like, what's your plan is because usually that helps actually getting it done. Like, when are you going to schedule it in your calendar? When do you have time for it? When does it have to be done? Those logistical things, as important as these, this mindset is, like getting to the point where you're ready to let go is 80% of it. And then the last part is actually doing it. Yeah, my, my, I would say this. My, I'm a pretty organized person in terms of, like, calendaring because that's Agreed. kind of my job and how I yep. live. So every year we pretty much have the same system, which is the April uh, long weekend is when we clean out the backyard and get ready. And then the May long weekend is when we do the full on house clean, house, get rid of things, throw out things and reorganize. So that's coming up, right? Because we have a four day weekend coming up uh, in May. So that's going to be the, that's probably going to be the weekend where I'm going to actually, I'll text you and I'll say tweet, it is happening. Nice. And if my wife is upset about it, I'll be like, talk to Tweet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we need we need to do it. Like, I think now is the time. And more and more, we're thinking the basement's going to have to get done. So mm-hmm. we're going to have to start clearing stuff out. Because the, the more stuff that's down there, the less likely it is that we're going to ever ever get that thing finished. And the kids are getting bigger. They need more space. Uh, and the summertime's good because they can play outside. But winter's going to come soon. And they need that basement. So hopefully the next year or two. Yeah. Yay. That's exciting. Yep. Fun times. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time and your stories. I always love hearing them. Anytime. And if you ever want to talk to my wife, I'm sure she would love (laughs) to hear you tell her to get rid of stuff, but she's just going to say no. (laughs) I would love to talk to her just because I love her. (laughs) No, but thank you so much for having me, Tweet. All right. Bye. Bye. Eric Nguyen is the talent behind this beautiful melody. Sarah O'Leary created the artwork just for this show. The story behind it is sponsored by Ever So Neat, an organizing service centered around creating the space to breathe.